No. Welcome back to another Youth Centered Podcast. I'm very excited today. We have Connor Meehan, a teacher and advisor at North End of a High School. And we have the Caitlin Wessel, one of our seven employees of the summer this year. Um, and I do got to say, Caitlin is our number one podcast fan. So I always got to give her a shout on that. So first of all, Connor and Caitlin, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. We always like to have you guys do a little bit of a bio on you guys. So, you know, if you take a couple of minutes and just say uh, who you are, what you are, what you do. So Connor, why don't you give us a start there? Uh, I'm an English teacher at North Andover High School. This is my 13th year, uh, both teaching and there. Uh, I've been advising the student council for about 11 years. I also coach shot put on the indoor and outdoor track teams, and I advise the Northeast Regional Student Council for the state as well. Awesome. And Caitlin? Uh, so I'm a senior at the high school. I'm the president of student council. I play soccer, indoor and outdoor track, and I work at the youth center as well. Since she kind of just went light on that, but she's one of our best workers on Saturday because she has to obviously be playing sports, but we see her on Saturdays, and then you had a phenomenal summer with us, so congratulations on that award, by the way. Thank you. I hope your parents took you out to dinner. Yes. Okay, good. All right, let's get started. We're talking today about um, particularly the student council at North Andover High School, but obviously, as we do with most podcasts, we'll veer off to different topics on that. So, Connor, how did you get involved with the student Student Council, and you can you kind of break it down for people who don't even know what the Student Council is? Sure. Uh, so Student Council was a huge part of my high school experience. I grew up in uh, New Hampshire, so I went to high school in Manchester, and it was such an important part to me of my development as a as a leader and a, as an individual. And my second year, or third year, I should say, uh, I had the opportunity. The position opened. I put in, not knowing, you know, young teacher. I don't know that they're going to get it, and it was given to me, and, and I've enjoyed that. I've tre treasured being part of that. Uh, as far as what it is, it's really, um, I always say it's what you make it. We have meetings every week for anybody who wants to show up. You can come and just sit in the meeting and be a part of the conversation. You can help out when we're running events. But our primary focus is doing things for the school community, whether those are uh, f you know, selling things that you can send to, send to other people or just positive things happening around the school and is there a set number of student council kids or is it open to most people it's it is open to anybody the student council is the student body anybody can walk into my room monday after school there are levels of membership so once you meet we have a point system once you meet a certain point standard you become a member in good standing we also have our executive board has six people on it for the so those are my student council officers that work with me directly there's cl four class officers for every class and then there's another position called class representative, which usually goes to people who ran for a class office and might not have gotten that position, or people the class uh, class advisors deem as helpful. So the, you kind of, and they're part of the student council and the class, so they kind of support those four class officers, but also are expected to be part of student council as well. Nice. So on a, on a given Monday, how many people will be in your office? Uh, I'd say probably um, twenty to thirty. Yeah, that's about right. Nice. So, Caitlin, um, how did you get involved with it? And are you one of the uh, the big six I was just mentioned there by Connor? Yes, I am one of the big six. So, uh, as I said, I was, I'm the president, um, and I work with the five other girls that are also on the board. But I got involved with student council my sophomore year. I didn't really do it freshman year, um, and it's actually because of Jack Muse. Um, he was on the podcast last <laughs> week. Um, 
he had like encouraged me to come to meetings and he actually was the one to encourage me to run for point secretary last year um because he was like Keelan like you'd be like a great person to be on the e-board so I was like I kind of took his encouragement and I uh, actually ran for an office or a position yeah nice so Connor you've been doing it as you said for 11 years now and obviously Caitlin you've been with it for a little bit of time now what are some of the things that in the past what has student council done up until maybe this year uh, so our two biggest events that kind of bookend the year, uh, for a while now we've been t- we've taken over the uh, Spirit Week, the Homecoming Spirit Week, and that's the dress-up days. We, when I started, we student council didn't really have anything to do with that Spirit Week. It was just kind of run through the athletic department, and it was kind of a half effort into it. And we wanted it was important to us at that time to put a spirit rally in. We already have the Thanksgiving pep rally. But the spirit rally was more about celebrating the, the school community and giving people a chance to participate in those fun homecoming-esque games. So that's how we kind of start our year. Then we end our year. This will be our third year doing it with something called Dude Be Nice Week. And it's a, it's a national program, and it's about celebrating the positivity and, and the positive traits in your school uh, community. So that's, um, you know, this, this past year we had different theme days like Cultural Appreciation Day, Self-Appreciation Day. Gratitude Day, Compliment Day, and then it always culminates in some sort of celebration of somebody who's undervalued in your community. So two years ago, we did that for the janitorial staff, and we had um, them get called down to the lunchroom and their walkies in the middle of lunch, and we gave them a round of applause and a thank you gift. And then for this past year, we did it for our front office staff, and during took a little work, but we got uh, a bunch of teachers to bring their kids down to the to the field house and lined them up like a like an entrance tunnel you'd see at a Patriots game. And we, uh, we brought them down and played Crazy Train and gave them kind of a Patriots-like entrance for the, to acknowledge them. Yeah, I've been actually watching you, on, and I've told you offline, I, I feel like we're Twitter friends right now. I, I love the stuff you're doing and, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, just that whole janitorial thing, which I think is, you know, you, I've always had this great quote, you really know something about a person when you know how they treat the janitor in your school. And uh, just some of the great stuff you've, you've done with that, with recognizing people. And, you know, when I used to think of student council, even when I was on student council, it didn't have all those type of things. It was more like, you know, representing a little bit of the school and, you know, being a little bit of voice with the school. But you've taken it to a whole different level. Uh, Kayla, what are some things that we, you know, this year, what, what, do you have stuff on the docket already with school starting? Uh, yeah, so those are two major events that will will continue into this year. Um, and this year we're actually introducing, introducing a new campaign called Hashtag Nights Care. And over the summer we, um, along with me and like the fellow executive board members and um, me and we had discussed like what was something that we as a school do really well and we like really care about everything that's going on everything from sports to um like band and chorus and we wanted to emphasize that we care about all of that because as a school community we care about everything that's going on our school what individuals are doing what teams are doing and this is going to be a great campaign to kind of emphasize that and show in because i feel like sometimes we always show up but we don't always acknowledge it and this is going to be a great way for us to acknowledge that and all the positive things wow that sounds really exciting did you want to add something to that Connor yeah I just thought it's it's completely student driven too the this idea when we sat down we met at a Panera over the summer and that's that speaks to how dedicated Caitlin and the other board members are to come in their summer and and start talking about school culture then and 
the, I, I asked them the question, what do, what do we do well? What do we, can we capitalize in our school? And they took that idea and ran with it. And this hashtag Knights Care, I think it's going to be really cool. They already started with an, an awesome banner over Main Street that says, hashtag Knights Care About You. And so we're trying to set the tone, like no matter what you do, we care about you. You're cared about in this school. Wow, I love it. I love it. That's great. Um, let me ask you, um, we're going to talk culture in a little bit. It's obviously something that both Connor and myself are passionate about, and Caitlin also. She's, <laughs> she's passionate about culture. Um, when I look at old school student council, um, you know, it tends to be a certain type of kid, and I don't know if that's changed or not. Can either one of you comment, like, when you have your student council kids, is it specifically one type of kid? Do we see more of a well-rounded representation of the school? Um, I would say like when I walk into Mian's room every Monday, you definitely have the sports kids, you have the band kids, you have the kids that don't really do anything, um, or not anything, but they don't, um, have like a school sponsored curricular activity. So, um, but they do come to clubs. So I think you have a wide range of kids, um, all age levels. We do have like a distribution of like freshmen, sophomores, seniors, juniors. So, I definitely think that student council brings in it in everyone. Would you agree with that, Connor? I would, but I also think it speaks to our culture at North Andover High School that our students are very diverse in what they do. Caitlin's the perfect example. She's great on soccer. She throws for me in shot put, and she's awesome. But she's also doing this other stuff. We sure. we have, I think, a very well-rounded student body, and that you know we don't see a lot of people just specializing in athletics or just specializing in band you know at least two of our officers i believe are on the band as well and so i think we it's a well-rounded group because we have well-rounded kids absolutely and and caitlin's heard me to say this uh you know in the past people had perceptions that rick gorman only hired the popular kids and the athletes for his jobs and caitlin knows that is exactly not true um in terms of that we tried to get a full representation of our community uh, now I've been here 31 years and I know I'm a dinosaur but when I first came here in 1988 we were a very different looking community um, and now that we're in the year 2019 we've had a lot of changes different um, nationalities moving into town different races different economics um, and I, th I think I'm, it's very exciting I, I love the North Andover 2019 not that I didn't love it in 2000 um, 1988 I'm sorry but would you say that um, you know you kind of can meet the needs of the the total population of North Andover High School now with, with our look being a little bit different now we're trying it's it's not easy it's it's a tough conversation always that that needs to be had um, and I, I think we're trying when we do our events to keep the whole student population in mind. But that being said, we can always be better too. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with that, Kaylin? Yeah, I agree. I think we kind of always talk about like how we're going to make sure we make that make every kid feel like they're a part of this, and we really make a conscious effort to um, make sure that everything that we're doing is going to help every kid there. Um, sometimes we don't always do that, but we always use that as an opportunity to like learn and grow. Yeah, and I have a lot of kids that sometimes, and it's a little bit of a cop-out, they'll come in and they'll say, well, I can't be part of that, or they don't, they don't take my consideration, and my thing is, well, you know, talk to Mr. Meehan or talk to any of the club advisors and, and get yourself involved and get a voice. I mean, as a country, we're dealing with that right now. Like, if we don't like the way it is right now, then, you know, get out and vote and make some changes. And, you know, I really encourage kids out there that maybe have a preconceived notion of what student council or any organization is, including the youth center here. Um, you know, you want to be part of something, get out there and be part of that. 
Let me circle a little bit back to, you know, my passion on culture. Um, you know, what, how would you describe, Connor, the culture of your group? And, you know, obviously you meet all the way from September to June. Um, the culture of that. And if you can relate that to the culture of North End of a high school. So one of the things, and, and this is obviously I've developed as, as an advisor over the past 11 years, and I think I came into it very much with that idea of, you know, yes, it's building student leaders, but it's also doing the dances, the fundraisers, all those, you know, typical, you talked about the traditional student council type of image. And my kind of evolution has taken me to realize that to be an effective student council, we got to be doing what we're doing out of, a, out of a place of love. And that's love for our school. That's love for our classmates. Uh, and I know love can sound like a cheesy word, but it's about truly being passionate about your student body your school and wanting to make it better and if we're doing everything we're doing from that place then it's going to have an effect um as far as in terms of the north andover high school i think you know it goes back to that idea of knight's care there's i think there is a lot of passion within our within our building and it's our job to capitalize on that absolutely i mean i always like to as an administrator i look like to look in the mirror here at the youth center on what we're doing and how we can do better um, in terms of the administration at, you know with chet and the assistant principals and, and the, the staff in, in general do you feel that there's a tremendous amount of support for what you're trying to do and uh, jumping on board with all your initiatives i'll say from my the advisor end, and i'll let caitlin speak to you know her experience as an officer but uh if i take something to chet or to you know scott especially i work a lot with scott because he's working with me on some other culture stuff, they try to make it happen. They, they very rarely just straight out shoot me down on anything. Um, they, and I think that comes from 11 years. I, I've earned a little bit of credibility as sure. an advisor. And, and they, uh, I feel like they have trust in me that I can come up with some... If I come up with something, they're going to let me run with it. And a great example is this actually came from, I believe you know Allison Calaruso in our, in our focus program. She reached out and was like, what about music during between classes? just to kind of change the mood. And uh, I think I th that's great. In my experience, I think maybe we start with one day. So we wrote a proposal to, to chat. We brought the officers on board and uh, he, he approved it. So next Friday for the first time, we're gonna have music in between classes. Wow, I like that. How about from the student perspective? Do you feel you have the support of your, 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 your the teachers as well as obviously administration? Uh, yeah, I. Um... I've kind of talked back and forth with Mr. Jackson a lot this year and occasionally last year. And I think he, like, I know him because, like, on a more personal level, I guess, um, because my brother's best friends with his son. But I think me and Mr. Jackson have a good relationship and we can talk about things and um, I can send him an email whenever, whenever I need something. And um, and that's for student council. And I think um, him and along, along with everyone else is, like, really supportive. And like Mr. Meehan said, they rarely ever say no they definitely try to work through it they definitely try to um kind of help edit an idea to make it better make it more effective so i would agree that the administration is really supportive when it comes to student council yeah you know obviously knowing chet personally i i love a lot of the stuff that he's definitely supported he's never not taken my call or my suggestion on different things and uh we've been able to follow through with a number of different things um, I go back to working with a number of North Andover High School principals since I've been here. And, you know, I, I, Chet is, is similar to, you know, Emmett Goggin. Unfortunately, just found out that Emmett passed away. Uh, but Emmett was a principal in the late 80s, early 90s at North Andover High. And he was interested in a lot of this culture stuff we're talking about. And 
Um, you know, obviously, principals after that, I think, bought into that. But I do think that Chet is interested in, in clearly taking a look at how we can make the culture better. And as Caitlin, you know, we always talk about here, not resting on your laurels, right? Mm -hmm. So even if the culture is good, I'm always looking for ways to make the culture better. And I, I feel the support from an outside agency, and obviously we work very closely with the school department, but I felt that um, you know Chet's always had an open door policy with that, and, uh, and I'm hoping that's obviously gonna continue. So, um, you know, what's, what's it like for kids? Um, you know, we, we have clubs. Now most kids' sports, they're easy, they know when to sign up and stuff, but overall, and you, you can touch on the student council or other clubs that you're involved with or know about, but uh, how is it perceived in joining clubs in general at the high school? And, and do we, do, do we do need to do a better job in making kids aware of it and getting kids more involved with different clubs? Um, well, I would say that I think initially a lot of people think they need to join clubs for college. And although that can help, like I think you should really only be joining clubs if you're truly passionate about it and if you want to be there and you want to learn and meet new people. And, you know, I went into freshman year thinking that and – but I was also kind of hesitant to join because, you know, I was playing soccer first for the first time. And like, I was afraid that if I asked coach, if I could come late, she would say no. And like, I was afraid of that. So I think like, I would say like as an athlete and someone that has something every day, it like have the coaches say like, look, it's okay for you to go to a club meeting and like come out like 10 minutes late to practice. Cause I always felt like my freshman year, that was my biggest holdout was that I was going to miss out on something else and then a coach is going to get mad at me and um I would say like for the coaches out there to like just tell your athletes like it's okay for you to be like 10 minutes late like Mr. Meehan obviously is my advisor so he's good with that with um with track and stuff like that but um I would definitely say for coaches I think as an athlete to say that as a as a student in an athlete um you know in the old days and again I'm a lot lot older than both of you but um, in the old days, that would be unheard of. No, you need to be at football practices X amount of time. Do you feel that coaches um, and administrators and teachers are more flexible with that type of thing? I mean, uh, the fact that you're here at 1 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> to do this podcast, obviously we appreciate your teacher letting you out today to do this, but what's your feeling on that? Um, I would say they're definitely open about it, but you know, you, you have that, like, that notion in your mind that they're not. Sure. So like as a freshman especially because that's when you usually join clubs like that's what the scary part is is going against that notion and assuming that that is the mindset where like I had a conversation with Miss Rassanen and she was um a hundred percent on board and she's like yeah it's totally fine and getting to that conversation I would say is the hardest part yeah so it's a little bit that the kids themselves have to get beyond that a little bit yes and that yes. these aren't ogres out there that yeah. are going to yell at you Connor can I get the teacher perspective on that yeah I guess uh two things one is the uh, the versatility of our students that I was celebrating before also can be a, a curse because like Caitlin's saying well sometimes our meetings are supposed to go 215 to 245 but kids are sneaking out at 230 to go uh, to their sports and, sure. and, and I'm from the coach's perspective I, I get it and I kind of had to ask myself like what's most important to me because uh, I was doing the same thing I, I'd have to go down to, to the tr track meeting so I'd be sneaking out at 230 and that was kind of giving students permission to leave too. I said, well, what's important to me? Is it being at that first five minutes of track practice or is it staying for my student council and being there? And so I've kind of readjusted things for myself. And, and so that's the tough things for students. You know, that took me 11 years to figure sure. out that balance um, for students to kind of figure that out too. The other thing I'll say is the, uh, you, you asked kind of 
stigma about joining clubs. Is there any negative connotation to that? I don't think so. I think we have some very rich clubs. Uh, in our school, we have a fancy football club going on right now. There's an anime club. Uh, and if, if someone has an idea for a club, there's a teacher that will sponsor it. I know uh, there's a car club now. And Andy Van Horn is, is sponsoring that for, for the kids. And uh, I think that there's absolutely no stigma around clubs. I think the biggest thing is communicating what clubs are out there. And, and we do a club fair, but it's kind of at lunch. And so there's other things going on. And I'd, I'd love to somehow get a dedicated time that, you know, whether it's in the gym or the cafeteria, where we just say, like, everybody get down to this club fair and see the great things happening in our school. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to see um, when you guys have the eighth graders come up in the springtime. Mm -hmm. I would love that you almost had that kind of a club fair because I didn't know there was a car club. I didn't know Andy Van Horn knew anything about cars, but I'm um, <laughs> glad that he's... I think, uh, I think he's there more for the warm bar body than he is for his knowledge. <laughs> I'm sure. But there is some amazing clubs I don't think people know about. And again, I told you I'm a lot older than you guys, but being in high school, I don't remember even have half the amount of clubs that North Andover has. And I think North Andover should actually PR that a little bit more. you got some great, great clubs that are going there, and I think sometimes we need to get that word out. If, if I can, sure. great, great success in our clubs, too. You look at our band. You look at our course. The robotics is one. like. I, I didn't. I didn't have anything to do with robotics in high school. I'm sure you didn't right. either. And the fact that we have not just the club, but such a high-performing club, that's something to absolutely celebrate. We might not have enough room in the field house for the band as the robotics club yeah. is, is earning. So, uh, yeah, I'm really impressed with that. So, we'll, you know, I think as a community, we need to continue to to make sure there's clubs. And you know, and I have an interest to get the club concept down into the middle school. You know, mm -hmm. that's you know we're looked at as well. The youth center has all the clubs and stuff. But I think there's some connections we can do on that. Mm -hmm. Caitlin, going to put you on, on the spot a little bit because this is your advisor here. Um, but, you know, in, in not really knowing Connor Meehan really well and knowing him more from the Twitter fear, um, <laughs> I have heard amazing things about this guy from former students, um, you know, from from his peers at the school. You've worked with this guy. What, what makes him a pretty good guy running student council? Um, I would say, like, initially... I, I see myself in Mr. Mian almost because I feel like we kind of do similar things. We both do track, we both do student council. So I think that was like an adult that I could relate to. And like we had obviously the same schedule. So I think um, Mr. Mian's like a very understanding person. And he, you see it every meeting and every meeting that we have with the e board, he really, really cares about not only student council, but um, the school and most importantly, the students. I think Mr. Mian is one of the Want, like the, I would say the number one teacher that like wants to be there for his um, for his students and you see that every day um, and we've talked a lot about it and he's always there saying hi to every student that walks by you can always whether it's a smile or like hey what's up Mr. Me and like how's your day I think he's always there for you and I know that if I never need anything I can go to Mr. Meehan. Well, you know, one of my favorite words is passion, right, Caitlin? And yes. I can just tell by being around the table here with Mr. Me, and he's got tremendous passion. And uh, that leads into my next question on relationship building that I wanted to ask both of you. So my personal belief is, and again, let's, let's not forget that we have to educate kids and kids have to go to school and they have to learn, you know, subjects and be ready to move on to college or whatever. But to me, it's a lot about relationships. We're dealing with very tough situations right now, mental health with teenagers right now is at 
is at a scary level in a lot of different areas. And um, so I'm all about relationships. And one of the things we've talked about with the school department in the past is that we got to make sure that every kid can at least connect with some adult in the building or the community, right? So a lot of kids connect with us down here at the youth center as well as the school. And I think that, you know, the relationships that have been built over the years um, has helped kids get through the tough high school years and then on to the next chapter of their life. Connor, you know, this is big into your culture too. A little thought on relationship building and, you know, kind of what the school's take on building relationships is. Um, you know, first off, Caitlin, thank you for the kind <laughs> word and Rick too. Um, and I think actually I'm going to give Caitlin a shout out on this because sure. we had our summer summit this, uh, this year. That's our like big summer meeting for anybody to come and, and, we focus on leadership development. And my one of my questions that I asked everybody is kind of an icebreaker, what's one thing you learned this summer? And Caitlin's was, I learned to make relationships with people even if they're not like me. And I think that in large part, you know, shout out to you, is that from her work here at the Youth Center. Sure. And that's a tough thing. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that we as teachers need to try to keep in mind is, you know, how do we build relationships even when a kid frustrates us? It comes from that idea of love. You don't have to necessarily like everybody, but you can still choose to love everybody right. and choose to give them your best and choose to build that relationship with them. So um, I think I've kind of drifted away from the original question, but no, I just think that you know you've touched on that, like that it, that it is an active decision that the school department's making that uh, we need to build relationships. And again, some adults will be great at it, and other people, it's let's put it the case for some teachers, it's terrifying to build relationships. I mean, they're. They may know knowledge of the subject very well, but they may not have the best skills in working with kids, and that's a process too. Yeah, and we we have this advisory block in our schedule, and that's always been the purpose. Is you know we have so much turnover with the trimester schedule. Is one consistent adult three or four years? You always have this person, but I think one of the tough things in these, I guess, is eleven years we've been on the schedule, kind of turned into a little bit of dead time too. That you know wasn't much happening, and that's why. Uh, I, I got a chance. It was through student council. I, I attended a, an advisors conference, but it was uh, we met with a program called Character Strong, and they have a whole advisory curriculum, and it's based on building relationships. And I brought that back to to Chet and said, "This is I think this is what we need. It's all about developing the eight. They have eight essential traits: things like kindness, commitment, selflessness, patience. You know, those things that people, teachers, are so quick to say, like, oh, things come and go in education." We always want our kids to be kind, right? We always want our kids to be these eight things. And so it's about having intentional conversations with our students during that advisory time around those traits. And it's built on this process called character dares. So every advisory now, starting with the next advisory, students are gonna get a character dare. And when we see them again in two weeks, we ask, it's never about did you do the dare, it's about the conversation. Right. So you put, put up this thing, truth or dare. If they say truth, it means they didn't do it, but you can talk to them about it. They say dare, it means they did it, and you see how it went. I like it. What do you think about that, Caitlin? Uh, I think it's a great idea because um, I think I have a good relationship with my advisor, but there, I definitely have talked to my friends, and they're like, oh, like we don't really talk that much. And I think it, I think the act itself is great, but I think also it starts a conversation between the teacher and the student, and I think that's also a big part of that is if you can just get the that teacher and the student to make those connections that like that's a secondary benefit that comes with those programs so well said it it, it is all about starting a conversation and i i just don't think that people put enough value into that and uh, what can happen from a conversation is a 
is a really big thing. Um, you know, we I've had some incidents here recently. I had to meet with a kid and just started a conversation. And the kid's actually gone through a tough time and found out that, you know, quite frankly, I could relate to him. You know, death of a father at a young age, and it was all about beating that relationship. And um, I think we got a really strong relationship now based on something that we had in commonality. So it's about starting a relationship. Um, we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I do have our, another question for you. And then we always go to the final word. So one of my things is that um, I get frustrated. I get frustrated with local media um, where we tend to, you know, obviously the news, uh, you know, when something goes wrong in a school system, it always makes the news. And what's not making the news enough is all of the really good things that are happening in our school. And, uh, you know, I just want you both to touch on that. Um, not, Not the stuff that's getting in the news that's not good stuff, but like, you know, what do you think media needs to understand a little bit more about some of the really good things that is happening in our school slash community? Um, I guess I would say, like, I would consider myself pretty involved in the school, and I think I've grown the most in these four, in like three and a half ish years now, soon to be four, but I've grown the most because of this school and all the great things that happen. And that's through athletics, that's through um, clubs and sports, and that I think. Most importantly, it's because of the people I've met, met and specifically the teachers that I've met. They, like Mr. Meehan and Mr. Van Horn, are two teachers that um, uh, definitely are on my top five list of teachers in this school and, or not in school, but in the public school system. And if I hadn't, ha- if North Andover hadn't had these great people there, I don't know if I would have learned as much. I don't know if I'd become as confident in myself without them. So, I think it's less about the activities. Like, obviously, we're great in sports. We've done fabulous last mm-hmm. year, and um, and I'll always love that, and I'll always love those memories, but it's the long-lasting memories and the traits that I've gained. It's because of the teachers here and because of um, Mr. Meehan and Mr. Van Horn and um, Miss Rassen, and so, like, all great, great people, and I think this school has some of the best, not just teachers, but best people working for them. And we have been the recipient of that because since you've started working here, I wouldn't know anything but a confident person. You know, you, you've come in here and been a great worker for us. And, you know, you and I have actually had some sit downs on different areas that you think we need to get better at. And uh, I think uh, you, don't, you can't do that unless you have some confidence. And obviously, I give both your parents a tremendous <laughs> amount of credit for both you and your brothers. But, um, you know, great job with that. Connor, how about your thoughts on that? So I think... First off, when you're doing things right, that's not when anybody's coming to look. You know, right. if you're doing things right, it's it's the status quo. And I think, as far as maybe not so the, much the media and, and getting people from the outside coming to see it, but as far as us as a school, one thing I think we can do better. You talk about culture versus climate. Culture is your behavior. Climate's a feeling. And I think that when you walk into North Andover High School, you don't don't necessarily feel all the great things that are happening there. And that's one of my things I'm stressing to student council right now with this night's care is let's get it up there. That's why we did the banner. You know, yeah. one thing that like we can show that highlights what we believe. And and that's one thing, one of my big goals for the year is to get more around the school to really celebrate the great things that are happening there. That's awesome. I'm obviously very excited. I'm going to start working with Connor and uh, Andy Van Horn and I have been meeting for about a year on this. And we're going to get DJ Sturdivant's going to evolve us. And we're going to continue to work on on culture and how we can continue to improve culture, not just with the school system, but in the community. And 
quite frankly, in general life, I think we got to change a lot with culture. So we get to the time of the podcast. We like to have the final words. So um, anything that you want to say, Caitlin, to our listeners out there um, on anything, any subject? Well, I would first like to shout out student council has meetings every Monday and Mr. Mian's room. And we're open to everyone. Um, whether you come for one meeting or once a month, you are always welcome. And I would say, even if you're not in student council and you have an idea, please come to me or one of the officers or Mr. Mian. We definitely want to hear your opinion on our on what we can be doing and because we always want to be adding more. So I would definitely say come to student council and if not, come talk to one of us if you have an idea. And I'll, I'll build off that and, and shout out the, you mentioned the big six and uh, Jenna Byers, Kelly Pham, Kate Lovett, uh, Linnea Parker and Parnelli Ashara. Yeah. Uh, she, those are our other officers. And so if you have something, they're incredibly nice people. They're incredibly accessible people. Reach out to them. And overall, the decisions are made by those who show up. So if, if you're feeling something, if you want to say something, come to our room. You know? And if you're nervous or if you're worried about the relationship, I'm always open. Come shake my hand, talk to me, and we'll, we'll do what we have to do to get you in that room and give you a voice. Well, I've learned a lot about our student council here. I thought I knew a little bit about it, but you guys actually educated me, and I hope our listeners will hear about all the great things you guys are doing, and hopefully more people will even join the student council, or at least be a voice, or at least in your point, Caitlin, maybe come to you with maybe an idea, and then you can bring it to your group. So um, on behalf of the Youth Center here, we wish you the best, both of you the best of luck with uh, student council this year. We will be jumping on, and this is the great part with social media is um, – Night, hashtag Knights Care will become will we be one of your biggest supporters mm-hmm. on that and we'll be we'll be giving you guys shout outs with that so with the case with social media I think we all do a good job and I don't think we need to tie up everybody's timeline 24 uh, 7 but I think getting the word out to my point earlier about yeah that probably the Tribune's not going to write about great things the student council is doing because mm-hmm. it's just not big time newsworthy but it is newsworthy in the fact of what's going on in our community and I think some of the best ways to do that is to share that through our social media sites, which we're all doing. So continued success, and I want to thank you both for coming on the podcast. Thank you for thank having you. us. Uh, we are going to be back next week. We have uh, some next uh, few weeks, we have uh, some new people coming on to talk about different topics. And first week in October, we're going to have the, the big topic on autism, and we're excited about having our guests. Um, we have Lauren Sanford here, our staff member, who, who used to work with autistic kids. Uh, we have Lauren Perry coming on the on the parent perspective, and then we have good old friend um, Nick Savarese, who's actually coming in. He's now the executive director of the Doug Flutie Foundation on Autism, so they'll be joining us, and we're excited about that. Anybody that would like to come on or has something they want to talk about, feel free. Give me a call, um, and would love to get you on this. And we always end every podcast by saying, too much passion is not enough passion.